Welcome to the Real Film Nerds Podcast. Welcome back, everyone, to another Real Film Nerds Podcast. How'd you like that new intro? Pretty sweet, wasn't it? That's all thanks to our good buddy Ted over at Prescott Pro Sound, who recorded that for me. I did not pay him a thing because I don't have any money. He usually is always doing the audio for any live event anywhere in Prescott. He never does any recordings. So this is something special, and I think he did a killer job. This week, we're talking about Black Panther. Great film. I'm sure you know about it by now. I'm sure you've heard it many times. We have a special guest because uh, your regular co-host, Seth, is out sick this week. He's been a little bit under the weather. He's been a little busy at work. Don't blame him. I understand. I'm the same way. So I brought in one of my good buddies. I've known him for a very long time, just about my entire life. And he goes by the name of Hoppy Mike. So, Hoppy Mike, how's it going? Man, it's going great. Thanks for asking. Let's, uh, we'll just do a quick little little thing. We're not going to do too long. So, Mike, what qualifies you to be a, a fan of the films and a film critic and part of this podcast? Well, I guess I've been uh, watching movies since I could reach the counter at the, at the box office. Um, uh, I used to work at a movie theater for several years and uh i i usually see a movie at least once every week so uh i've seen lots and lots and lots of movies now we could do a whole podcast just between you and i on our friendships and movies and how we got into them and things like that especially the days uh in high school when uh you were working at the uh cinemark back home and uh, we would go up there and watch movies from the uh, projection booths back when they were actually made on film, everyone. But uh, that's for another time. So I, I'm going to end it there with one last question of you, Mike. If you had to pick one movie, because I did this to Seth too, if you had to pick one movie, what is your favorite movie of all time? Um. Well, I kind of figured you might ask me that, uh, but uh, I thought about it a little bit, and my my favorite movie, I think, of all time is uh, The Shawshank Redemption. I just really, really love that movie. That is um, an incredible film. Amazing film. Who, by chance, the director of cinematography of that film was also the director of cinematography of Blade Runner 2049, who just won the Academy Award. Finally, after 14 nominations... Finally, congratulations. That's all I got to say. It's about damn time. Yeah, that's awesome. Anyways, I don't mean to uh, steer it off of, into a, you know another topic for another day. But uh, anyways, I just was very excited that he finally freaking won because uh, I believe his name. Oh, I'm spacing on his name. Uh, oh, you know, what? I'm going to look it up. <laughs> it's one of the beauties of having the Internet, right? Yes, absolutely. We don't have to know anything anymore. That's true. And that's Roger Deakins. See, I, I, I was even looking at it all day. Oh, I feel like an idiot. Anyways, Roger Deakins, one of the best cinematographers of our time, if you ask me. So, All right, so this week we're talking about Black Panther. I'm sure you have heard about this film because it is made about a gazillion dollars. So Yes. Um. We'll start out with the summary, since uh, Seth is not here. It sounds like i got to read it. Um, 
here we go. T'Challa, the king of Wakanda, rises to the throne in the isolated, technologically advanced African nation, but his claim is challenged by a vengeful outsider who was a childhood victim of T'Challa's father's mistake. Directed by Ryan Coogler, written by Ryan Coogler, Joe Robert Cole, stars Chadwick Boseman, Michael B. Jordan, and Lupita Nyong'o. All right, Mike, so I know you saw this film pretty much right after it came out, much like myself. What did you think of it? Uh, I liked it. It was a good addition to the Marvel uh, Cinematic Universe. Um, it, it, it had a lot of hype, like a lot, a lot of hype. And um, it's, a, it's a solid movie. Um, it's very entertaining. But I don't know if the hype, I don't know. Well, what I'm don't you sure. know? Yeah, well, just spit it out, brother. Spit it out. Get it out. This uh, is why we're here. This is why we're here. Yeah, I, it just, I don't know. The, the, they made it sound like it was the best movie since, like, uh, The Avengers or the original Iron Man. And, uh, you know, it's it's a good movie. It, it is a good movie, solid acting, good special effects. But uh, I don't know. It just, um, it was just a good action movie, I guess. Uh, and it, you know, it lends to the Marvel universe. You get introduced to just some new things. And of course there's, uh, tie-ins to different things, but it, it was just, it was a fine, uh, showing for a Marvel movie, but I wasn't, uh, caught up, I guess, in the hype. Uh, I don't know why they, they all just, love this movie so much that they like forced it to be making like $500 million. Well, this is where it's going to get boring for all of our listeners. But since you and I have basically spent the majority of our lives as best friends, I have the same opinion about the movie. I thought it was fantastic. I loved black Panther. I thought it was great, but I agree with you. The hype, Surrounding the movie, the initial critic reviews, the initial um, not critics, just normal people reviews, were saying this is like groundbreaking and the best movie ever in the Marvel Universe, and you have to go see it. It's going to change your life and all these other things. Don't get me wrong. I agree. It was it was very groundbreaking. Uh, you know, all black cast, except for a couple guys here, black director, you know, Huge. I understand the social implications this movie is trying to say, but in the grand scheme of the Marvel universe, Black Panther is a B character. He has been since he was created by Stanley in the sixties. He always has been. There's nothing wrong with that. He's a great character, but his, you know, God, I can go off, but, um, <laughs> but I just think it was a great movie. It's not what they're making it out to be the best Marvel movie ever. I would put it definitely in my top five of Marvel movies, no question, but it's not my, the best one ever made. Not in my opinion by a long shot. It's a great movie, but it's not the best. Yeah, so. I have to yeah, I have to agree, Matt. I I, I, I guess I kind of wanted to like it more. I don't know. Maybe, maybe I, I 
read too many reviews or saw too much stuff online. But when I watched it, I was just like, you know, it's really solid. Good movie. It just, I, I don't know. I guess I, maybe it was the story. I mean, the story's not bad, but. Uh, what? And, and for those of you who have not listened to a Real Film Nerds podcast before, um, I probably should put this on our intro and on our website and everything, but we don't care about spoilers. We're going to spoil the hell out of these movies. So feel free, Mike, to discuss whatever was wrong with the plot. Go for it. Uh, you know, it, it's got the, the traditional, you know, the, somebody's been wronged by, uh, you know, a group and, and wants to take back revenge. So basically he's, his whole entire life, his whole reason for living has been to to come and take take revenge. Um, now you're talking about the uh, main villain, uh, Killmonger. Yes. Because there are multiple, multiple villains in this film. Yes, I'm talking about Killmonger. Okay. Uh, Uh, Michael B. Jordan. (laughs) Yes. Uh, He was wronged by the people of Wakanda in his mind, and he wanted to change that. So, you know, the the movie goes about kind of showing how that goes on, and there are many other kind of villains and, and different stuff going on, but that's pretty much the main main story of the movie well and, and what's what's interesting too is about how the critics were pointing out that you know killmonger this great villain the probably the best villain ever in the marvel universe is going to fix the mcu from here on out because how they wrote him as a villain which i see what they are saying uh the critics and the general public that have commented on it but i still you know i don't think he was that awesome of a villain the number one problem I had with it, um, him as a villain, is that you don't even know that he's the goddamn villain until halfway through the movie. You know? It's like, really? Come on. I don't know. Well, well you kind of do because you see him with um, the one guy. Uh, oh, man, I'm terrible. The South African guy? That's why I have my uh, uh, my uh, internet's ch- opened up. Yeah, you have a cheat sheet. You mean Andy Circus? Yes. Who plays Ulysses Claw. Yes. So Andy Circus's character, when you see him, you you kind of associate him with bad bad guy, or at least I I do from the previous movies. Yeah. So. Because yeah, and talk about that a little bit. He he is a villain from a former um, Avengers movie. Yeah, he was in uh, Age of Ultron, mm-hmm. if I uh, I believe. Yep. And uh, he was getting ready to do. He was what is he? He was stockpiling uh, something vibranium. Uh, I'm I'm not sure if in Avengers Ultron he was, but I think he was, because you know that's the basis of Black Panther. Is they're all after. Claw because he stole all this vibranium and got away and killed a bunch of people and all that shit. Yeah, I guess so. he's he's a he's a black market trader of rare MCU elements. Yeah, yeah, but, like weapons and yeah, because you know what? I think that's what it was. I think he was doing weapons too in in Ultron. I don't know. I only watched Ultron like a handful of times. Yeah, 
So. Yeah, yeah, me too. Uh, but uh, yeah, so automatically I'm like I associated him with a bad guy. Yeah. Uh-huh. So, so yeah, but I mean, I I understand why the critics and the general populace that really liked Killmonger because he yes he was the villain, but he was also a victim at the same time, which is a fascinating aspect because you start you know towards the end there where he's battling and he's taking over the throne and he's fighting and all that shit you see. You know, you understand why he's doing that, and you feel sympathy for him. At least I did. So that totally changes the game of the villain. It's it's not, you know, like the other villains of the MCU where they're, okay, here's the clear, clean-cut bad guy. We know who this is. He doesn't have much of a story arc. He doesn't have much of a backstory. You know, the only villain, in my opinion, that was better than Killmonger um, at least story-wise, is uh, Loki. I mean, Loki was freaking awesome. Yeah. Loki is such a good villain. <laughs> yeah, I I mean, I guess I can see their point uh, to an extent. But even in this movie, though, they, they, it seems like they tried to rush some of that stuff because, like, he's not in the movie. Like, he's in it a little bit in the beginning. Then he's gone for a little bit. Then he's in it again. And then he's in it towards the end again. But it's like there's kind of some gaps. Like you feel like there'd be a little bit more story about his life and some of his, I don't know, backstory. But I guess they're they're going to probably explore that later. Especially when you find out that he's not just a villain. He's related to the main character. He's his cousin. You know? I mean, that, that that really opens up, you know, that you really want to see more of this guy's backstory. And, like, you know, see him growing up on the streets of Oakland by himself and all that stuff, you know? So, I agree. I, I would love to see that. Yeah, I mean, it, the movie still runs at, uh, like, a little over two hours, I think. So, I, I mean, I do understand that they don't want to uh, make movies, you know, three hours and stuff. Um, I think partly for making money because it's harder to schedule show times. But, um, it, you know. That, that's uh, just a long damn movie. If you're going to make it that, you know, super, super long, just do a TV show, man. You know, Netflix is green light and everything. <laughs> yeah. 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 I'm, 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 I'm on a little bit of a sidetrack. I'm a little interested to see how when disney spins off their new streaming service if uh the marvel shows are gonna stay at netflix or are they gonna be moving as well no they already said they already said once the contract with netflix for all the uh disney content um expires disney's not gonna renew it yeah well i under well i thought the content deal was like their movies and stuff i didn't I mean, I yes, the, no, the shows I, I, are I, content I, as well, but I wasn't sure if that was a different deal or not. No, well, I, I I know the movies, and I think the shows that to this point, like you know, we're talking the Marvel shows, people, um, you know, like uh, Daredevil and the Defenders and Iron Fist and all those th- all those shows. Yeah, I think um, because Netflix is the one that paid to have those made. They yes, they had the licensing for them. So I think Netflix owns those outright, 
But like, say, um, once Disney gets it going and the contracts run out, I think like Jessica Jones, like season four or five or whatever will probably be on Disney streaming service, which kind of pisses me off because great. Now another damn service I have to pay for, you know, I'm already paying for Netflix. I'm already paying for Hulu. I'm already paying for HBO go. And you're going to add Disney. What the hell they're going to call it? Disney flicks or whatever shit. Really? (laughs) You know? And and so of all the Disney stuff, there's a, there's, in my opinion, in all of all the Disney stuff, the stuff that would interest you and I and your average adult, I guess you would say, or even teenager at that aspect, is probably only like 25% of their content. Like, I don't really give a shit about all their animated features or, you know, Beauty and the Beast and all that stuff. Sure, it's great. If I ever decide to breed, which I don't, it'll be great. But right now, it's wasted. It's a waste of money to me. I don't know. Yeah. Um, well, Matt, they're definitely not marketing to you. Um, <laughs> and uh, damn you, Disney. Yeah, you're right. Uh, there's there's going to have to be some consolidation of some of these streaming things because um, there's going to be too many. So there's going to be winners and losers. So. Um, We'll, we'll see what happens. And, I don't. I don't know how Hulu's going to do because I think Disney now has a majority. If they get the Fox deal, they'll oh, have the majority stake in it. Yeah, yeah. Because don't didn't didn't the Fox deal go through? I don't know. I don't remember. I haven't been paying enough attention to the news. I've been working too much. Well, my understanding is they they are trying to buy them, but uh, I don't think the deal's finished. So. Okay, okay. Because, yeah, that's the other interesting thing, tying it back into the Marvel world, is that um, when this deal does close, or if it closes at all, um, it'll be the uh, consolidation of Marvel, like, almost completely. Like, it means that Deadpool, the X-Men, well, they already got Spider-Man back, but they will all be... Fantastic Four? Do they have that one? No, uh, yeah, Fantastic Four would be the other one. That means they will all be consolidated under the Marvel Cinematic Universe. So that means we might get, like, a real Avengers. You know, like the legit Avengers. that The first Avengers. And we might see Deadpool pop up in Guardians of the Galaxy and just piss everyone off. How cool would that be? You know? That'd so. be awesome. But uh, I don't know if the House of the Mouse would uh, appreciate a Deadpool. Yeah. I don't care. If they kill Deadpool, I'll be mad because I love my Deadpool. He's one of my favorite Marvel characters of all time. So, I, if you know that, that says a lot about me, I guess. <laughs> all right, so Black Panther. Let's get back on that. Yep. Let's see if we can fill up some more time talking about Black Panther. <laughs> <laughs> or have you said all you wanted to say about it? Like, um, uh, well, there was uh, me and you had a, a debate a little bit uh, about this before, but um, after I watched Black Panther, I was really wondering what is stronger, vibranium or adamantium? Oh yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Well, I, I don't know if it was a debate. You were asking me it because you know, 
as everybody knows, uh, I am the uh, resident super nerd in uh, my group of friends. I, I'm a big fan of the comic books, Star Wars especially, uh, movies, video games. I'm basically a grown-up 12-year-old. And so um, my recollection, at least from the Marvel comic book world, is that um, adamantium is a byproduct of vibranium. So that would mean that adamantium is weaker than vibranium. But still, I don't know if that means that adamantium, I mean, not adamantium, yeah, that vibranium can destroy adamantium. I, I don't think it would work like that, but I don't know. I don't know. I guess yeah. we'll find out, right? That was one of my immediate questions leaving the movie. I don't know if most people would think like that, but that's what I thought about. Well, you know, that's where the uh, nerd brain goes for sure. <laughs> like, who would win? You know, would it be uh, uh, Wolverine stabbing through, you know, Black Panther's vibranium-encrusted suit? I think, you know... I got my money on Wolverine, but I'm, I'm biased. Wolverine's like one of my favorite characters too. So, yeah. Which uh, that's a that's a whole nother topic to get into right there because you know uh, what's his face, Logan was his uh, last movie. Like uh, that's what he says it. every time. Yeah, but it, his contract is done, hundred uh, percent. Yeah. And so, if X Men is being brought back into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, that means we're going to have a new Wolverine. Ooh. And who are they going to bring in as Wolverine? And are they going to start them all over? I think they would have to, because Old Man Wolverine would be cool to see, but to bring them in and have like Wolverine fight side-by-side side of Iron Man and Captain America and Black Panther would be sick. So you don't want Old Man Logan for that. You want a young Wolverine. Yeah, I would have picked, like, Tom Hardy, but he's already oh, yeah. Venom. So. Yes, but that's interesting because Venom is uh, a Fox property still. Because Venom owns, um, not Venom, Fox owns the Spider-Man cinematic universe, but once they, you know, merge together or get bought, then they can be together. But I think they would keep Tom Harvey, Hardy as Venom. But that's an interesting one. Did you did you see the trailer for it? Because it was actually interesting. When I went and saw Black Panther, uh, the Venom trailer uh, played before Black Panther. Yes, it did. On mine as well. <laughs> and so it kind of bothers me because it's so early. Early, early. Because Venom's coming in like October, I think. September or October, something like that. And so it's super early to be playing a trailer already, which, fine, no problem. But the thing that upsets me the most is that you don't get to see Venom himself. You only see Tom Hardy and, you know, the other characters in the film. No yeah. Venom. It's because they haven't finished yet. Well, maybe they just ran out of money to make a CGI, you know, suit. I don't know. No, they did not run out of money. They're fine. <laughs> All right. So, speaking of CGI, what did you think of uh, the Black Panther set set pieces? Um, I thought they were pretty cool. Um, some of the little technology, like they only had like a kind of a a James Bond, 
in Q moment where they're oh totally totally in uh, in the uh, lair or whatever. And, yeah, like she's equipping him with like I was like this is kind of an homage to Double um, O Seven movies, which is still cool. I mean, oh, yeah. I loved it totally, totally. <laughs> yeah, when they were in Wakanda and it was his uh, sister. And yeah. he was, like, gearing up. I think he was gearing up to go to, uh, was it uh, Japan or South Korea? Something like that? Uh, Korea. I think he was, Korea? they were going to South Korea. Yeah, I think they went to Seoul. And they were. he was, like, gearing up, and they're, like, you know, doing, like, a little... Yeah, totally. I totally see that. That was awesome. Yeah, I, I enjoyed that scene. Uh, I wish they would have highlighted some of their technology a little bit better, but, uh, you know, once again, the running time and... All the yeah. things that have to be done, so they just kind of pushed you through it real quick. Couple um, couple scenes that I really really enjoyed that I thought was shot well. Granted, most of it was probably CGI, like every freaking movie today. I should have gone into graphic design; I'd be a billionaire. But uh, I really liked the fight scene that was at the uh, waterfalls, and like the going to it and the falls going down and all that stuff and the outfits and the all the tribes coming together to watch and bring their warriors that they want to fight and all that stuff i thought that was just beautiful i thought that was just cool and then um the other one was when uh they're flying their little ship and they fly in through you know the trees and then all of a sudden bam it's this giant crazy looking city you know that is Wakanda. Super technologically advanced. Nobody's ever seen it. There's monorails going all over the place. You know, I thought that was kind of neat. Yeah, that was, that was a neat scene. Like, kind of the the reveal of, like, like oh, when you get through the trees right here, ah, we're here. And, like, you, you see all the stuff. That, that was pretty neat. Um, you know, uh, it's it's kind of interesting how they have all this technology and they didn't no one knows about it. And of course they, they touch on that quite a bit in the movie. Oh, yeah. But... Well, and that, and that is a problem that I personally have had. And a lot of comic book fans have had for a very long time with Wakanda is that here's this city with these tribes in the middle of Africa with the best technology known to man or actually not known to man. And they can, help people and cure famine and cure all these diseases and do all this stuff. And right outside of their town limits is people dying left and right of famine and starvation and water and killing each other with machetes and stuff like that. So that that's one thing that's always upset myself and a lot of Marvel comic book readers is how horrible Wakanda really is because they're just sitting here hoarding all their crap. Not helping. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, when you think about it, yes, that that is pretty awful what they're doing, especially they're in one of the poorest areas of the world, you know, what they call the third world, and just kind of ignoring everything around them, and like, yeah, we're just moving forward. Got our Black Panther stuff, we're going Yeah, you know, like, you know, it's almost like the, uh, like all the memes that they put on social media and stuff, you know, or the, the old saying of, you know, you know, see no hear evil, hear no evil, speak no evil kind of thing. You know, the Wakanda doesn't give a shit. 
You know, they're like, ah, oh, look, we just flew over Nigeria. Nigeria. See ya. (laughs) You know, we're going off to, uh, you know, blow something up or do something cool while you guys all starve to death. See ya. You know. Yeah. Man, that Ebola looks terrible. Well, we got to (laughs) go. Oh, that's a good one. All right, so Mike, closing remarks. You got anything else you want to spit out about Black Panther? Um, there was this. Uh, I mean, I guess we're kind of touching on it. There's this kind of undertone of some politics stuff, kind of in there, and uh, I don't know. I mean, it, I I picked up on it. Some people might not pick up on it, but. Uh, that that might have been some of the reason I didn't like it as much because I kind of saw that in there. Um, so kinda, what, kind, what kind of political undertones are you talking about? Um, just stuff about um, technology and uh, teaching of, uh, I almost want to say minorities. I don't, it, it's not super clear, but... Um, you know, to, like at the end of the the movie, they kind of say that they want to share their technology, and they're going to start by doing it kind of in the um, kind of in the ghettos of uh, uh, Oakland, right? That, that was yeah, uh, yeah. I believe that yeah. was Oakland, yeah, because that's yeah. where his um, where the main villain was uh, raised was in Oakland, and that was his apartment building. So yeah. So, to me, it kind of became like it, it, it's where it left the Marvel Cinematic Universe and it came more real. And I, I was like, uh, they're trying to um, suggest things kind of almost subliminally to us uh, about um, that kind of thing. I mean, there's nothing wrong with uh, exposing people to uh, technology and helping educate everyone, uh, the STEM, or uh, as some people like to say, the STEAM, <laughs> uh, science, science, technology, arts, and math. <laughs> huh. uh, oh, I, I, science, technology, engineering, arts, and math. Have you heard that one? I haven't heard STEAM. I've heard STEM many times. Oh, yeah. No, STEM is the main one. That's the science, engineering, yes. Science, technology, technology, engineering, and math, yeah. All the things that I really love to do, but I'm not smart enough to do. (laughs) No, Matt, you need to be part of the STEAM movement. Oh, okay. Because I am... My my name is spelled with a giant, giant A for the arts. You're right. M, giant A, T, T. I'm going with it. I'm going with it. All right. Well... Um, yeah, so, uh, and then even after the movie was, uh, the, after the first week where they made basically all of their money back in, in one week, they it was were, like, it was like, it wasn't it like a weekend. Oh yeah. I, yeah. I think in three days, well, four days, it was a lot. It was a, yeah, cause it was a, yeah, it was a long weekend. Yeah. Yeah. It, um, you know, all the movies know the Friday openings are really Thursdays. Now you can't even say Friday midnight openings because, I don't know about over there, but most of our Friday midnight showings here are ten o'clock. So, well, here they're at eight. Um, yeah. So, so, and that goes into another weird thing. They count the Thursday open the Thursday shows in the Friday total, 
So your Friday total isn't even like an accurate count. Huh. But uh, eh, it's a sidetrack. Um, no, it's all good, man. The uh, Disney announced that they were going to give one million dollars for STEM uh, scholarships, I believe. And I was like, one million dollars? That's it? Yeah. Out of the, <laughs> out, of, out of the billion they're going to make off this movie, that's awesome. <laughs> I was like, oh, I mean, if you're going to do something like that, maybe make it a little bit bigger. Yeah. I mean. Oh, yeah, because it's all profit, you know. It's all profit now. The whole thing. It's all going in the pockets of the producers and movie guys and, you know, all the actors are already paid and done. All the, you know, production crew, all those guys, they're all paid and done, you know. Before the movie comes out, they're already paid. A lot of people don't know that, but. Yeah, so, uh, you know, right now looking at, at um, IMDb, they say so far it's got $500 million. Yeah, it's doing fine. Yeah, and it was the cost. What's the what's the budget on it? Uh, they said it was about $200 million, so okay. they're, uh, so you know. They've made their money back and then some. Just a, yeah, just at, a smidge. They're at like 150% profit. Yeah, so just a little bit. Yeah. Now, you know, we could throw them a bone. We'll give them a million dollars. Yeah, that's why I thought the gesture was like, like, I feel like if they're going to do that, that's fine and that's good, but kind of really commit to it and not do this weird, like, oh, we'll just give you like a little bit of our, um, little bit of the money that we got. So, yay. All right. So closing remarks for me is, um... She does a hell of a job in The Walking Dead, but I really enjoyed her character and her acting in this film was uh, Denai Guerrera, who plays um, Michonne in The Walking Dead. I I thought she was just amazing in this movie. I thought she just did an incredible job as one of the King's bodyguards and that one love interest with the dude from Get Out, and I just... Oh, I loved, loved how well she did. Anyway. Yeah. Yeah, no, no, she, she did well. I mean, there, there was, it was good, well acted. Yeah. All all the way around from Andy Serkis, Forrest Whitaker, Angela Bassett. Everyone just did a great job. Great job. All right. So Mike, you know how our rating system goes here. Hopefully our, our listeners remember, but we have a rating system of one through five film reels. We do have halves. Mike, Hoppy Mike, where do you put Black Panther? I'm putting it at a solid three reels. Three reels. Wow. Wow. That's a little low, I thought. I thought. No, I'm putting... I, I, I'm, I, you know, I'm, I'm harsh, man. I've, been, I've seen lots and lots of movies. How many movies do you think you've seen in your life? The last Cause... time I checked my Netflix queue because I rated all the stuff, I had over two thousand movies rated. You rated them in your Netflix? How? Who has that much time? <laughs> <laughs> I did, and now Netflix got rid of their their system, so it's all a waste. It's all for naught. <laughs> Poor Michael. Oh. Well, all right. I'm gonna go a little bit better than you. I give it a solid four out of five reels. I thought it was a really good movie. 
Um, I think if it wasn't part of the cinematic universe, it still would have been a really good movie. That little added bonus that it is is kind of nice. But it, the the costumes were gorgeous. The sets were amazing, even though they were CGI like everything now. The acting was top notch. The story, yeah, it was good. I'm not going to say incredible like everything else. So, anywho. All right, so Mike, in closing, you got anything else about uh, Black Panther? Uh, I mean, it, it was a good addition to the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Uh, I don't even know what what um, what movie number it is now. What is this like the twentieth movie? At least I there's don't know. a lot. There's a lot now. I just know that the Marvel Cinematic Universe. What is it like? A few days ago, celebrated their ten year anniversary, or it's coming up on their ten year anniversary. Something like that. Yeah, and they just keep getting more and more successful. I mean, like, it's it's truly amazing that they've been able to keep everything going as smoothly as they have with all the different tie-ins of all the stuff. And the consistency, it's, it's really amazing, actually. Well, and, you know, a little, again, I keep going back to comics, but the weird thing is that... In the movie world, Marvel's killing it, and DC is falling flat on their face. Actually, they're not doing bad. They're making plenty of movie, but money. But in comparison to Marvel, they're not. In the comic world, Marvel is a giant mess that, I mean, I just keep, you know, wanting to get rid of books left and right on my subs. And the DC universe is just destroying it. They're taking the writers out of the Marvel universe. It's crazy. Anyway. <laughs> well, maybe there'll be a resurgence of a uh, uh, better DC universe. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see. Only time will tell. All right. Well, folks, I think that's it. Um, until next time, Mike, you got anything else? Uh, no, uh, thanks for inviting me uh, to the real film nerds. Uh, it's been uh, it's been pretty neat. Well, cool, man. And and for those of you who do not know, uh, Mike is popping his podcast cherry. This is his first podcast ever. I think he did a good job. So thanks, man. Anyways, thanks for listening, everyone. Now go out and catch a movie. Here's our new awesome badass outro with our new catchphrase done by ted at prescott pro sound again ted is the man if you need audio done hit up ted all right take it easy thank you for listening to the real film nerds now don't forget to follow us on facebook twitter and instagram at real film nerds now go out and catch a movie